Hello, everyone. This is a podcast, hypothetically. So, Spencer. Yeah. So, last week, it was your turn to bring me a question. You asked me what I would do if I had unlimited money. And, We ended you know, up destabilizing economies. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, I think we talked a good amount. I'm not sure if we talked about the right things. But, uh, well, what's been said has been said. Today, it's uh, my turn to bring you a question. I am ready and intrigued. I am looking at the schedule. In fact, do you remember the question that I asked you earlier today? The the vending machine one? Yes, indeed. See, I have been struggling for the past few days to come up with a simple open-ended question. And walking past a vending machine, I finally figured out what I wanted to ask. And it is... You need to create a brand new vending machine company. How do you do it, and how do you make it economical for both you and the people installing it? Now, there's a a good reason that I asked this, and it's mostly because I was wondering a while ago I saw a vending machine. Don't we all? Yeah. You're kind of a staple of living in a city, so... Yeah, there's a few things I wondered. Like, first of all, do the companies who make the vending machine, do they make money just from selling the vending machine? Or is the idea that they install the vending machine, maybe for the people who have it, then fill it regularly? Or do they make money bringing in their own products, that sort of thing? I think they refill it and that's how, or like their service is refilling the vending machine and installing it, maintaining it. Of course, there's always a chance that the people who own the vending machine do all that themselves. I wonder if there's, like, different programs that people who want a vending machine in their building can sign up for. So, I guess since you're the one making these vending machines, that's up to you. So, tell us, Spencer, how are you going to do it? Um, you got to remember, they also need to remain secure while being kind of cheap to manufacture. Well... Let's see. You could probably just put like a water vending machine in the middle of the Sahara Desert. I mean, that's to an extent extortion. (laughs) Yeah, probably. But to be fair, I have helped sell condiments at a uh, one of the plays here. So you know what? I have seen extortion before. That's nothing in comparison. I I don't think that's a big deal. Please, tell us more. Doesn't think it's a big deal to break the law. Anyway, um... I don't know. I'm kidding. Let's see. This this is probably going to be super illegal, but what if you could make a vending machine for votes? For votes? Yes. Oh my goodness. Like I said, super illegal, but if you could actually do it... That would, it would probably change the entire politics in general. Because instead of, or, well, yeah, because instead of spending your money on trying to get people to vote, no, you just buy as many votes as you can. I mean, you could probably hire people to punch in the vote every, like, five minutes. Yeah, but I gotta wonder, as a big political guy, you gotta walk up to your vending machine 
carrying quarters, which must burn your hands, and then you have to go up to the vending machine and just buy all the votes that are going to you. Hire and, a bodybuilder to carry all of your change. But here's the thing, is the idea that the votes are, like, in there, and, or, I mean, the idea that you, quote-unquote, buy a vote, and then the machine just votes, or does it drop a package, like a package with a cookie in it, and that's your vote, and you gotta go take it somewhere? I don't know. I feel like what it would be is you hire, or you pay a bunch of people, like, ten bucks for their vote. This would have to be people who really don't care. And then, as they put them in, it just sends a message to someone saying, hey, vote for this person. I suppose that could work. I don't know. It's basically just corruption in a box. Yeah, it's corruption in a box. Only $300 for installation. Yeah. Actually, how do you install that? Or, like, what would it look like? Because it'd probably just be, like, a list of candidates. An app, maybe? Well, then it's not a vending machine. No, you make it. A, you make it a vending machine so someone doesn't just dump a billion dollars into votes. They have yeah. to take the time to punch it in. That's true. The other way around, they can... I got it. You yes. do that, and then you intentionally make it steal people's money and not give them anything. <laughs> yes. Yes, a vending machine. Like, it's an actual vending machine, but the only thing in it is, like, a box with a single button that just says, hey, by the way, your vote was sent. So that every once in a while you have the one where you put the money in and it tries to come out and just sticks. It doesn't go anywhere. That, that sounds great. I love that plan. Everything except for the illegal part, you know? I wonder. Um, I don't think it's a good idea to discuss this too much, but I wonder if there are any countries where this might be practical. Let's not try to point fingers in any country. If you have enough but, lawyers, anything's legal. <laughs> but, like, can you think of a situation, either economically or politically, where such a thing would make sense? sense? Billion dollar, or just a billionaire who wants a third party candidate, or, yeah, who wants a third party candidate as well mayor or president or well, if, if you're trying to solve the first-past-the-post system, this, I, I believe that the simple solution to that is to just not use a first-past-the-post system. And instead to use one, oh, there's this great YouTuber, most of you have probably heard of him, CPG Gray, explains this, these other types of voting system, in one of which people voting will rank candidates from most wanted to least wanted, then what will happen is their vote will be looked at and it'll be given to the first candidate that they elected and that's where their vote goes and so on and so forth. Then all the candidates that lose, if your vote went to them, then your vote will go to whoever you voted second. Or at least I think it's like the biggest losers, all of their votes one by one will go to the next guy until eventually all the votes have gone to one person, or just all the votes have gone to whoever they can go to, and then the biggest person wins, it's something like that. I don't remember exactly, but the basic idea is that it's more which candidate really will make the most people happy. Again, it's not perfect, but I think it would be better 
and definitely better than buying individual votes. That's the whole concept of the vending machine. Yeah, they hey, by go. the way, I can buy your vote. I've got it. During the election, you bribe the guy who restocks it to only restock your guy. Ooh. That, Could you do... What if it was... Or no, just have a biased vending machine company. It's like, oh yeah, you know, this candidate has like five in stock. Well, this candidate has 20 and they're half off. Well, there you go. You know, I think we've done a pretty good job discussing that. We are reaching our time limit. Uh, so, so Spencer, uh, I may be mistaken, but this is your turn to bring me the talk-through scenario, isn't it? Yes. So, the scenario that I've brought forward, you are conducting a revolution in Switzerland. Really? That... In the 1600s. Ooh, 1600s. Now, to be clear, we still love the Swiss, right? Nothing's, yes. nothing's gone wrong. I they... would die without Swiss chocolate. Yes. Switzerland hasn't declared war on Minecraft or something, have what? they? No. Thank goodness. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see that coming anytime soon, but that, that would be scary. Okay, come on. You're taking down the Swiss government, not enjoying chocolate. I know. No chocolate for revolutionaries. All the chocolate for revolutionaries. All the chocolate for revolutionaries. All right, come on, take down the government. <laughs> okay. I assassinated okay. the king last time. Now you've got to take down an organized government. All right, all right, I got this. I got this. Yeah, that king wasn't very well organized, was he? No. Yeah. So do you know, would you like to know how well that actually worked out? Uh, yes, kind of. Okay, I feel like that's something that we should start the segment off by talking about. So it would turn out that uh, you happened to starve to death on the way to the Blue King. It's very I would have got food from him. Y it was on the way over. No, that was kind of... Wait, on the way to... Yeah. What? All right. Yeah, it's very unfortunate, but... You're telling me I can't hunt. Oh, yeah, okay. So never mind. I think that you actually survived. <laughs> The king, your king, has died in a bloody fireball, and you managed to do... I don't remember whether or not you turned on the guards or if you just ran away. No, I ran. Whichever it was, I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, um... So, I think, yes, Swiss government. Oh, chocolate time, yeah! Spears! 1600s, what weapons yes. do I have? Okay. Actually, give me the scenario. All right, so you were in a small town in Switzerland, which is pretty much the only kind of town. Anyway, um, let's see. You've got about 600 men, 600? but they're scattered around different towns. Mm. However, you can be very influential. That's good. That's good. Your men, more or so left. Yeah, don't, don't leave. Don't let the henchmen do the talking. They screw it up. Yes. Okay, so there is a king. Um, his, monarch. Yes, so it's a monarchy. I don't actually know if this is a monarchy, but we're just using Switzerland as a setting. It's a king, a monarchy. He's got advisors over each town. Okay. King also has a small to medium army. All right. About how many men do I know? Uh... Would I know? 1,500. 1,500-ish. How, how have I found out about this? Uh, estimate. 
Really? Okay. Doesn't sound like the cleverest of plans, but it's my plan and I'm sticking to it. Yep. 1,500 and I have 600 men. Yes. I'd better get real clever. And they are spread out, right? They are spread out across the town and they're dealing with Napoleon. Oh, across the town. Dealing with Napoleon. Yes. Wait, Napoleon, how the frick did he get into Switzerland? Uh, suspension of disbelief. Suspension of disbelief. And I think he crossed the Alps. I don't know. The Alps. Yes, through the power of the Alps and suspension of disbelief, anything can happen. Alrighty. This is, after all, hypothetical. Yes. By the way, guys, we love the Swiss. Now, the Swiss. Ooh, okay, well, I suppose the first thing I'd want to do is sort of get my guys together. Or, no, I think, I think I've been sending messages to them, haven't I? Probably yes. through messengers who are supposed to stay near me and get things out to people. Let's say 30 of your men are travelers heading back, or back and forth between cities, so you can just send messages through them. That sounds wonderful. Now, I've got to make sure that they're some of my best men, because if they get caught, I am really screwed up, you know? Um, they're all really... The 600 men you have are really loyal to you. That's if you thing. convert anyone else to you, they'll be loyal to you unless they're offered something better. Well? Your 600 men are 90% loyal to you unless they're, like, bribed a million dollars or something. Well, other than Spotify, Minecraft, and chocolate, I mean, what, what does a Swiss have to offer? Oh, you just said a million dollars. Okay, so unless they can get them a million dollars, which I'm sure 1,600... Switzerland totally used as their currency. I've, I've got these guys. Okay, that's good to know. Apparently, I'm a really great guy. Or just good at pretending to be. You're terrible, but you're a good liar. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah, I start sending messages. I tell them, get ready. We're going to do this. The first thing we got to do is get to one of the advisors. We got to just... Well, he's sitting in his big, poofy chair being a big, poofy bad guy. We gotta sneak in, you know? All okay, quiet-like. So King has six advisors. Under the advisors are mayors for each town. Ah, mayors. Ah, screw the advisors. It's, it's a small guy at war. Small guy. So I go in and I sneak in, and I go into his throny room. Throne room. It's the area with his big chair. And we walk in all sneaky, sneaky, spider-like. Come in, real quiet, we've got cloths, and ooh, we tie him up, and we tie his arms behind his back, tie his feet up, we put a thingy around his mouth, and we say something threatening and menacing and serious, like, you have been taken by the black hand. Do as we say, your pain and suffering You're upon going you. Into Doom. <laughs> Doom. Alright, so you tie him up and scream doom at him. Now he just really wants you dead. Well, then that's when we ask him questions and stuff, you know? Like, hey, where did these advisors live? You know, we sit him down, we have tea with him, we keep him from screaming. He's too mad to engage with you. <laughs> oh, that really sucks. Well, it is a plan after all, you know? We could maybe slip a little something into his drink. It's 1600 Switzerland. I'm not exactly sure you have drugs. We have beer. I don't know. We could get him tipsy. Maybe he'll start talking. Okay. So you 
Maybe we offer him chocolate if he starts talking. So you, you get him drunk and ask him questions. And let's, okay, let's say you learn where this advisor is. Okay. And he's in a small castle in a town. All right, so he's in a small castle. Is he in our town? No, he's in a slightly larger town. All right. He's within trekking distance. Oh, trekking distance. Okay. That, I assume, is pretty far, about 10, 20 miles? Yeah. Okay. So, I gotta get my men plenty of food, but uh, are most of them well off? I mean... They're... It's 1600, so there's really only two classes. They are... Technically. Upper and peasants. Okay, so I've got some really rich people and some really poor people. Well, Sounds you have, like... You have 30 traders who are basically the only sort of middle class that ever existed and a couple not... Or a couple peasants. All right. 100 peasants. All righty then. So I suppose I'd say... All right, guys, uh, get yourselves some food, bring some food, try to get some food for the others. I'll get barrels full of water, no barrels full of wine. I don't want a bunch of drunk revolutionaries. Hey, throw a spear at that guy. Okay. <laughs> oh, did I hit him? Uh, it just sounds like a bad idea. So yeah, no wine, but I'll bring plenty of fresh water. Oh, it's 1600s. Yeah, I, I assume that... Do we have well water, maybe? Yeah, you have adequate water from, like, lakes and stuff. It's oh. drinkable. Okay. It's 1600s. They baked, or they drank basically anything, so. It's true, but in the 1600s, they learned that to purify water, yeah, the certain bacteria. The water also made you drunk somehow, but what was that? Now, these days, we call that alcohol, and we avoid drinking it uh, as often. Or at least in excess. Um, these days, anyway. We try. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, some people, ooh, uh, they don't even try. Yeah, so, okay, and plenty of food. Bring them along. Bring them to this castle. And I say, guys, get your arms about you. And not each other's arms, although we are good friends. Grab some spears, rocks. If you're a peasant, bring your stick or something if you can afford that. Okay, here. So a couple of your peasants have long sharpened sticks. Um, your merchants had maybe five extra swords. All right, all Other right. Other than that, that's all you have. Oh, no spears or anything? No. Oh, yeah. All right, well, first of all, I take a sword and say it so that I can fight from the back, you know? If anyone tries to attack us going in, I'll be ready to slash them up. Well... We all know you're a brave leader, so... <laughs> yeah, so I'll stand by the exit and stand guard, at least until they yell and tell me that everyone else in there is at all threatening's dead. Then I'll run in to do the questioning. All right. Now... So, you stand at the back. Um, oh, yes, and I send my strongest men in first with the spears and several other men with swords and two other guys to stand guard with me. All right. So, so your strongest men get hit by arrows immediately. Mm, tugly. Um, oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. I don't do that. I also take some barrels, cut them in half. Shields. Shields for the spearmen and the swordsmen, I get them shields as well. Okay. A sixteenth of your army gets hit by 
arrows. Well, what about the guy standing outside with me, just sort of in the, in the cold? Maybe one of them's still holding a gob- goblet because he didn't know to leave it back at the table. Someone tried to shoot at you, but it landed at your feet. Okay, so we're doing good. I'm doing a good job standing guard in the right spot. Yes. So my men inside, are they, their job is to go through and try to get straight to the throne room, and then once they get in there, capture the guy and maybe hold him hostage, and then fend off everyone else. Okay, so you break into... Well, they do. Oh, they break into the castle with massive casualties. Ooh. Um, they get to the king... One of them gets mad, kills the guy. Crap! Wait, the king or, adv- or advisor? Advisor. Okay, that still really sucks, though. Is there you gotta a- remember, you're leading revolutionaries. They're not exactly disciplined soldiers. <sighs> That's true. Is there anyone else in there that I might happen to know of? Uh, who, if I was to hear word that some idiot screwed everything up, I could say, well, capture him! He might know something. Is there his anyone? maid and his son. Oh, that's useless. Kill them both. Okay. <laughs> okay. You've now just murdered a child I'm and a kidding. poor defenseless no, one. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we keep them safe and we apologize to them. I tell them, guys, we weren't even going to torture them. Just pretend, and we were just going to pretend that we would. We're sorry. Go cook or something. I don't know. Do your thing. Okay, so you've taken the castle... Um, yeah, yes. All the guards are dead or incapacitated, and you yeah. have 200 troops left. Okay, 200. That's not 600, and that's... Wait, for I thought that I sent in, like, 10 guys. How are all of my guys who are out of arrow range... Wait, you sent in 10 guys? Well, didn't you say that, they're, that the merchants had, like, five extra swords? That's 30 merchants who had their own swords. Merchants have... Yeah, so 30 merchants and 5 dudes with swords and cut-up barrels. And then 2 guys with spears and half-barrels. And, you know, I think that we could have arranged for more shields, you know? Okay, so in that case, um, 2 of you guys die to arrows, you get into the walls, and they all die. Really? You can't block all around. Okay. You can't see this. There's the wall, there's, like, a courtyard, and there's the castle. You get into the wall, you're surrounded. You can't block from all sides. And you're not disciplined enough to pull a Roman and block every side. Okay. And we can't exactly just take really long sticks and use it to grab all those swords, right? That's not no. going to work. You know, I thought that since this was all hypothetical, it was supposed to work, but okay. Uh, oh, if you want okay. a hypothetical and it no, works. No, <laughs> no, I'm liking this. This makes it more exciting. So I've lost 35 of approximately 600. I'm bad at math, so I just say, I've got about 550. I, like, tell them to all drink some water because I didn't bring any wine into hearts in themselves. Because just because anyone holding a weapon, except for me and two other really terrified-looking people, are all laying massacred in a heap, doesn't mean we're screwed. We've (sighs) still got the manpower to overtake this castle. You've got 200 people, and eventually a messenger is going to show up and be like, oh, hey, this is the wrong person. Well, I don't know that yet, and I thought it was like 550. Again, didn't I just send in like 35 idiots? Okay, so you've got 500. Wait, are the 550 with you? 
Yeah. Okay. I rallied up all my troops, you know? So the 35 went in. Let's say they won. You've got... I thought they all died. Oh. Oh, yeah. They all died. Sorry. Yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out which they way they died. Yes. Okay. So the so 35 die. I got about 550. Is that okay? Can we accept that? Yes. Okay. 550 of 600. That kind of sucks, but that's still kind of okay. I say, men, here's the deal. Grab the biggest rocks you can. Big. We're going to throw them at the castle till we knock a hole in the wall. Or actually just throw them at the guards up top. Just do what you can. And we're going to keep this up. And if anyone tries to walk out of the castle, we throw rocks at them. Right. And we'll just keep this up for as long as we can, you know? We were smart. We brought tons of food. We'll just lay siege. Okay, so... We'll starve them out. You, you get up to the castle in throwing range. Someone tries to throw a big rock, but it lands on your foot. Um, really, like, on my foot. You're throwing a rock up a wall. And mind you, you said the biggest one you can find, so... Not that big. Big enough okay. that they can, like, chuck it around easily. So, like, as they're walking up to the castle, they open fire with crossbows, and let's say 50 people die. Your arrows hit one guard on the helmet, giving him a mild concussion. I give up on the castle. Back to the okay. mayor. So you run back with 500 people. Um, it, it's a really long run. We get to the mayor, grab him, and we're like, okay, dude, that sucked. That didn't get us anywhere. You, you only asked him where it was. You never asked him how to get in. You never asked him if you could do it. And he should have told us that the government's going to have arrows. He was pissed because you walked in and yelled at him. Yeah, and we found him and, like, said threatening things. I suppose that's a fair point. I don't want to admit defeat yet. I mean, a lot of people are already angry, and there's a lot of people already fired up and ready to go. I suppose I could just tell everyone, okay, I've got a plan. Wait here. And then run as fast as I can out of Switzerland in the time I've got while they suspend disbelief. Which, by the way, <laughs> suspension of disbelief, as Napoleon proved, works. It got him into Switzerland. It's also how I think he's dead now. And it's how we are still going to do this. Okay, so you've lost a hundred men. Your men are kind of losing morale. You run away. I didn't run away. Okay. Oh, so well, we ran away, yes. On your way back, um, as soon as you reach uh, your town, you notice smoke really far away in the direction um, towards the castle. Okay. Part of the plan, do not return to that castle. Okay. Or in that direction. So we go back to the mayor. Um, before we do that, I think we should probably look around and try to... Actually, is there, like, a weaponsmith anywhere? There is a blacksmith, but he's a private blacksmith, and he's not just going to give you donations unless you convince him of your cause. Well, I'm really good at speaking. Uh, how, how good is he at making weapons quickly? I don't think he just has a surplus in swords. He has... Me. Let's see, he has three swords and two bows in surplus... And oh, he can great. he can make a weapon in about a day. 
Yeah, but with all that smoke in the distance, I have an idea. We offer the, him a lot of money and suggest that he comes along with us. You could just talk to him, you know. I talk to him first, and if that doesn't work, I have a chest with a reasonable amount of cash in it. Okay, so you talk to him, it works because you're super influential, and you, the weaponsmith, and five swords and two bows go where? We just look for another city, somewhere without big castles and actual defenses. Okay, so you go to another city. This one has a few guards, but nothing um, extreme. No, like, fortifications. We're not going to attack anyone here. We ask everyone to come to the middle, and we tell them about our grand cause to suspend disbelief, to discuss Napoleon, and to end the Swiss government. Chocolates for all. Okay, um, all of the townspeople join you, most of the guards join you, one guard runs away. Screw him. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so, do they have an armory? They, they have a guard's armory. We talk to the guards and get that distributed. So, how many men do I have, and how many of them are armed, and how well? Okay, you have about 700 men. Um, about 15 of them have arms, and 5 of them have armor. By arms, you say, okay, so 15 of them have arms, what kind of arms? Uh, swords, spears, and 2 people with bows. Swords, spears, No, because you just took the guard's armor. 5 people with bows. Okay, 5 people with bows. And a bunch of pitchforks. And a bunch of pitchforks, that could come in handy. So that castle's probably summoned the entire force of the military. So even though I'd love to go back there and knock someone over the head and be like, boy, you really, really shot me in the foot here. And someone literally threw a rock onto my foot because of you guys. I think it's best that we tell all the townspeople, cool, gather up all your food. We're leaving this place behind. Okay. So or, better idea, ambush. No, that's a terrible idea. We're leaving, guys. Okay. Goodbye, homes. So you leave that town and you, let's say you make it out with enough food and supplies for a 10-day journey. 10-day journey. Where is the next nearest advisory? Sweden's not a massive country, though it is still big enough to, like, good couple hundreds okay. of miles in between some the, spots. The next advisor is, let's say, nine days away. Yeah, are there any other cities in between us and him? No. There is a city there, though, isn't there? Yes. Okay, I, on the way, do we have a couple wagons happening? Yes. Okay. okay. First of all, some of the wagons are for food. Some of the wagons are so that people can rotate, taking turns, not walking. How many wagons, and how big? Ten wagons, and they're about the size of these desks, so... Four feet by four feet. Oh. Yeah, I guess I could put, like, some chocolate in there or something. We can hide Napoleon's body in one. <laughs> but, like, okay, so we put some food in there, and I get to take turns not walking. Okay. And when I am walking and feeling grumpy, 
Other people are sitting in those wagons, writing down what I tell them to. I put my words into writing, and then I have it copied and copied, and it's just messages for when we get there that are going to be spread throughout secretly by my army. And we're going to go in and be like, hey, guys, we're really nice. And then, you know, the people up in the castle will be like, okay, we don't care. Then we'll distribute stuff out to the town and tell them we're good. How does that work out? Okay, how many messengers do you send out? Just go with, like, 50. 50, okay. Um, let's say... We try, to get to a, we try to get a leaflet to every house there. Okay, so 20 of them get stopped by guards. Oh. The other 30 make it in and convince 200 people scattered around the country to join your cause. How big is this town that I'm in where I'm doing this? Wait, you're just doing this in one town? Or yeah, yeah, oh. just one town. Oh, no. I want to in... keep it local to where this castle advisory is. Look, man, I need some food here. That's why I'm doing okay, this. Okay, so while you're walking up to the town, the guards stop you because you're walking around with, like, 700 men. I tell him that we just want a spot to sit down. Would he please let us through? They say no. How many guards? <laughs> um, wait, you're at the advisors? Well, yeah, but not the castle, just the advisors' oh, okay. town. There's 100 guards. There's only 20 at the gate. There's still a lot of guards. What are they armed with? Swords, armor, and uh, determination. I talk to them, tell them about my cause, tell them about chocolate, disbelief, and you know the drill. You what learn of I your think? curse. 19 of them join you, one runs. He's their friend, so I can't, like... I ask them who he is, see if he's like their friend or something. What do they think of him? Is he like a great guy? Is he a total dipwad? What is he? They don't know. They're all guards, and they all wear full face masks. Is there any chance they like him? They might like him, but they don't know who he is. I poke one of my guys in the ribs and tell him, Hey, go out there. Arrows or something. Just don't let these guys see. Okay, so the your guy goes in. Um, the guard's running. Uh, the guard's making a commotion as he runs down. He gets shot by an arrow, and now, for all everyone knows, you just shot a guard in the middle of the town square. I hope that he gets pinned down to some random assassin. In the meantime, I send I start spreading my word about, and well, my messengers. Wait, you do, do realize that. he was running down, going, "They're coming! They're coming! There's an army! They're coming!" I tell my guards to go tell the king that. A bunch of really nice people have come by, and they're just walking through. Okay, so the guards go to the king. Well, just some the... of the nice guys. Just a few guards. The rest of them, I sit down, drink some tea, and chum it up. Okay, so your nice people go up to the king, or not, the advisor. Advisor, that's what I meant. And one of them kills him. <laughs> Is that really what would happen? Yes. I'm cursed. Okay, so the advisors. Ethan, you're dead. working with violent revolutionaries. What did you think was going to happen? I was expecting them to sit down and have a good little 
Boston-style tea party. I, I, I heard those words come out of my mouth and realized <laughs> what it sounded like. And that would, would make a fair point. Okay, point, as in sword point. Shoot. Well... So 90 yards are coming to you and the advisor is being ev evacuated. Or no, sorry. The, the advisor's family is being evacuated. Yeah, the advisor is sitting, leaning forward on the throne, which really sucks because I didn't want him dead. Then why do you send your guards and not yourself? Not my guards. <laughs> your army. The king's guards. And I told him to just tell him good stuff was happening. Oh. Again, well, you Okay, wait, no, you sent the guards. Yeah, the king's okay, guards. Okay, no, okay. Oh, I thought you sent goodness. random revolutionaries. No. No, I saw what happened the first time. The first time. What, what happened the first time is running at us with swords and spears. They're like a mile behind us. Yes. Okay, so your, your men tell the king that nothing's going on, that it was just a large refugee group. And the king sees the smoke in the distance and believes it. Okay, and does he also? And do they also tell him, like I tell them to, that they're just passing through and they'll be gone within a few hours, and yes. and he doesn't need to worry. He can go back to paperwork and wearing fancy glasses. Yes. And eating his chocolate. Until someone comes in and tells him about the guard pinned to the floor. That's where I have one of my other guards. He's the one who does it because I send him to come running. And say that he was murdered by one of the townspeople. Now, first of all, I asked the guards and I talked to some other townspeople. I find the biggest, ugliest, worst jerk in the whole town and I pin it on him. Okay, you pin it on some massive fisherman and who doesn't say anything and everyone just kind of accepts that he's there. He comes to trial and... Oh, no, wait, are you just going to tell him that or are you going to wait for the trial? I'm just gonna tell the king. I'm just having the guard come in and pretend like he saw it. And it wasn't one of my guards. I'm already chumming it up with some other guards and other townspeople. Like, I'm spreading the word around. Okay. So, you've spread the word around. Your army is now up to about 775. And a guard who could be reasonably believed to have been there has told the king who, who, in quotes, you guys couldn't see actually killed the dude you know the big yeah. mean fisherman apparently okay so the king sends three of his guards to go arrest the fisherman dude and the rest of your guards are sent back out on patrol cool see look the guard running away that problem worked itself out is <laughs> that problem isn't even on my hands anymore i didn't do that some other jerk until they interrogate the fisherman yeah but like he doesn't have an alibi because everyone saw him there. His so it family works. is his alibi. And his fishing buddy. Does his family really like him? <laughs> yes. This is the 1600s. They're not exactly having too many family troubles. Um. Oof. No, that's tough. We get another guard dependent on someone else who looks similar. Another guard who was believably there. Okay, so you send you send them on a wild goose chase throughout the town. Yeah. Convicting innocent people. Yeah, and it it's just gonna work. Trust me, no one's gonna actually get hung. Okay. And if they do, it was the king being stupid, so it's okay. Now, in the meantime, everyone in the town's really loving me, right? Right? Do they're they? really loving you, and they're really hating the king. 
yeah, there we go. And I'm probably getting them to dislike the advisor as well, right? Yes. And mild protests have, are starting to take place in front of the castle. Try to make them stop. You shoot them all. <laughs> no, I don't. I just say, please take. I calm down. Bad idea. Just You've just committed a mass genocide in front of a castle. I did not. I <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So you try to get them to stop. A couple of them listen to you. The rest of them start attacking the walls. Not just, effectively, but they do. I just walk away. All right, They're you gonna walk do away. That. I am going to see to it that I get as many of my guys armed as possible. I start talking with local blacksmiths, armories, armorers, guards. And I arrange... Actually, I also send some guards in to like start talking to the other guards and say, Hey, these people, they're good people. Just desert, desert, help us. King. Okay, so you send your guys out to get arms, your guards start talking to other guards. Five, of the, some magic. five of the guards don't uh, believe them. What about, like, what about the rest of the guards? The rest of them believe you. So you have 40 guards. Okay, and the five guards, I come in, find out about this, I hope, and I tell them, hey guys, let's just be nice to the five guys, okay? You five guys, just please... The five guys, as soon as they heard it, ran to the advisor. Tell the other guards, look, we want to do this peacefully. And first of all, this time, revolutionaries, you guys stay outside, sit down, eat some cake. You're probably getting hungry, you know? Isn't that, yeah, isn't that what Marie you tell... Marie Antoinette over here. Isn't eat that, cake. <laughs> yeah, isn't that what you tell revolutionaries is to eat some cake? Doesn't that always work out? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so... They sit down and have themselves a tea party with cake, tea... And no wine, because again, no drunk revolutionaries. I mean, I don't like destroy their wine or anything. That looks bad. You know, I just tell them. <laughs> I'm just, just imagining you stay doing sober, this please. like citywide rampage, destroying every wine glass you see. No, no, I wouldn't do that. Okay, Not so yet. you sit down and have a tea party. One of them still tells the advisor. Yeah, I know. I know. The, the five guards are telling the advisor it's okay. Yeah. I have my guards storm the castle and just say, "Look, please, advisor." listen to this guy and i go in and i chum it up with the advisor okay so and the guards are held at spear point like polite spear point like if you try to kill us you won't be able to but we're not going to be threatening or mean we just want to talk drop the spear i'm going to politely hold you at spear point okay yeah so but a polite you surround spear point. you surround the castle with him inside what do you do now we'll stroll on in all right, you walk on like in. Like, not me. Someone else strolls on in. Someone else strolls in and kills him. <laughs> it's a guard. He's going to be reasonable. I come with him. Okay, All so... guards, walk in. You come in with an entourage, and you speak with the advisor. What do you want to know? I just want him to help me out here. Help me convince all the other advisors. And I also... Very pointedly, do not tell him about the other castle, because I want to go straight to the king and kill the king before this advisor knows that I've done some really messed up stuff. All right, so you tell the advisor, you convince the advisor, he sends a message to the other advisors about defecting. Sounds great. And then I say, cool, let's start amassing an army here. Okay, so the advisors tell their people, uh, the king gets word that something's up and starts readying his army. And the smoke that you saw in the distance comes ever closer. I think it's time to leave this town. 
So right. I ask that all that we first of all, carts need to start being built. Anyone who can needs to start building carts. Right. Big carts get horses ready and saddled up to move them. All right. So you get carts ready. In the meantime, um, it's basically a civil war in different towns. I better not stop in any then, huh? Probably not. Yeah, it just sounds ugly. Okay, so I get all the stuff moved into these carts, all the stuff in the town, and I'm like, guys, if for some reason this town gets burnt down, that really sucks. But it probably won't happen unless a bunch of lightning strikes everywhere, which can happen, guys. I convince them it's a real thing, but as a joke, you know? Like, guys, what if while we're gone, the place gets burnt down? What? You know, lightning and stuff. Okay, let's go. All right, so you try to pin the blame on lightning, and you leave the town. Yeah. The townspeople know exactly what's going on because they've seen the smoke for the past week. I've changed my mind. That's not part of the plan. Okay, so you don't convince them about the lightning. You just convince them to leave their town and possessions. I tell them, bring your possessions. That's what the cards were for. You did it, right? right? So you have a massive migration herd of, like, three towns and civil war everywhere else. Sounds great. Now, we've got, uh, we've got some people with, like, weapony stuff, right? Yes. Cool. So we make it up to the king's castle, I hope. And then here's the tough part. How big of a castle is it? Large. Okay, so we're not actually going to go straight up to the castle. No. We're going to go in kind of close Okay, so it, here's what it is. So it's the capital city is surrounded by a wall. Then the castle's in the middle with its own wall and the actual castle in the middle. Is there a capital city? Yes. Good. So I walk in with a bunch of guards, talk to the guards at the gate, convince them to let us through, and then get in and start talking amongst the townspeople. Then I bring in some messengers. That doesn't start... work. You walk up to the guards and they immediately start shooting you. Well, we back up, first of all. Then second of all, you we start shooting You back up and them. yell at them? <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't start shooting at them. I yell at them like, hey, just listen to us. We won't hurt you. You guys point, the spe point your spear slightly away from them, you know, and then I tell them, hey, look, they're pointing the spear slightly away from you. It's all okay. All right, there's 100 guards in, or that can see you right now. You yell at them. 90 of them believe you 10 of them run to tell the king i can work with this okay. go up to the guards i tell them of our cause of chocolate and napoleon schools and all is well right okay good so we make it through the gate and just start walking around town talking to other guards getting them on our side and like the guards are being sent out with leaflets and stuff you know, on the way there, I printed billion more leaflets using my people. That doesn't work because the only people you convince were the guards, so as soon as you walk in, the townspeople start revolting against you. Oh, shoot. And they're too angry to listen to you. I take a staff, point it at the castle, and meteor strike on the whole city. We pack up and go home. This is Congratulations, all hypothetical. It works. You just made the world extinct. <laughs> not big meteors, okay? Big enough. It's like the size of something pretty serious. Like, it's pretty serious for the town, but we are standing a good distance away, so we're okay. We just enjoy a good light show. Okay, so Napoleon the wizard has called down a meteor on the castle. I'm secretly Napoleon, apparently. <laughs> Does it work out? 
Uh, it's all hypothetical, so I think it did. The only reason you saw the meteor was because you drank all of the wine. No, I didn't. Okay, no. So the meteor doesn't work, people just look at you like you're crazy. Well, I try a second time, I'm sure it'll work. This people. is This is hypothetical, I think it should. It works. You just hypothetically called upon a celestial body to wreak havoc on the town. It happens. <laughs> it doesn't happen. It happens. <laughs> Maybe one time when someone's been like, hey, I want to attack this city, and a meteor fell on it, right? Conveniently when they were at the gate. Okay, so hypothetically, let's say it did work. Okay, you I've drop a it. meteor on the castle. <laughs> Kaboom! You just committed mass genocide, and now everyone's pissed at you. <laughs> I tell them that we'll start a new civilization where Sweden becomes a land of chocolate. You mean Switzerland. Where Switzerland... You just called them Sweden, and now they're all rushing you. <laughs> well, shoot. <laughs> well, you're... Okay, your revolt was a success, but you left the, the entire country in ruin, and you're dead. <laughs> I didn't die. I just outran them. You called Switzerland Sweden, and you dropped a meteor on the capital city. Ah, shoot. Well, I guess we know how Napoleon died now. Yes. Ah, uh, we have reached... 40 minutes and 41 seconds. I think that we have reached our 10-minute time limit on this segment. Congratulations, we stalled. We stalled. All right, everyone, thank you for listening to this podcast, hypothetically speaking. Please remember to share this podcast with your friends. It's how we get more listeners. It's not very often that someone just randomly searches for the words hypothetically in the podcast thingy. So please, tell your friends about it. And if you don't have any friends, try to find some. It's good for you. And if you have any topics, please remember you can always email us at so.hypotheticallyspeaking at gmail.com. And you can always ask us questions at that email. And we might reply directly, making, an, uh, making a dangerous precedent. Or we might decide to mention your email in our podcast. Or destroy the world. Thank you very much for listening. And everyone... Have a wonderful day and think weird.